What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Sober Bartender Podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Kelly. So today, my guest is my cousin, who is a firefighter and a Buddhist, and he's going to give us the much-needed male perspective on addressing and healing PTSD, as well as late-life divorce. There are so many things that we encounter in our lives, and there are so many different ways that we can go about them. But the way that Tony has walked into this path and taken his life back and, you know, become willing to live again, despite what he's been faced with, it's it's really incredible to hear how it all unfolds, to hear that despite what he's experienced and despite what he's faced, he can honestly say that he's happy and he can share with us how. It's not often that men will open up and talk about not only what's wrong, but what they're doing to get help. You know, asking for help is one of the bravest, strongest things that we can do as opposed to suffering in silence and then letting that spill out onto everyone around us. So Tony is a big inspiration. Um, When I was a kid growing up, we uh, lived with him and my Aunt Charles and my cousin Crystal and Uncle Perry for a while. And he was like a big brother. And my family is really close, even though we're, you know, far apart in distance, we share a really special bond. And so in doing this, you know, his story was, was one that I was really looking forward to capturing and sharing with you guys. So without further ado, please welcome my cousin and our next guest, Tony Scow. Welcome, Tony. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So Tony has a really incredible story and I can't wait to hear it. Tony, where are you at now? What do you do? So... I'm still a firefighter. I'm pretty much single. I'm separated from my wife and I'm happy. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's the incredible part. But I've had a pretty rough journey, so it's kind of fun to talk about. Actually, this will be the first time I've talked about it, but I, I've been I'm wanting excited. to for a while. I feel very, very special that I get to capture this the first time. Yeah. I've been a firefighter for 18 years now. Professional firefighter for 18 years. I was a volunteer before that. So I'm now at year 24 total in the fire service. As you can imagine, being a firefighter, I get to see some amazing, awesome, cool, wonderful things. Unfortunate side of that is that I also have to sometimes see the ugly side of the world. So I have in my career seen dead children, severely injured children. I've come on scene to find people that I've known most of my life passed away from a tragic accident those kind of things and some firefighters are just fine they or at least they they seem to be fine they move forward with it without having a big issue with it 
unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. I have a big heart. I really feel the loss, especially the children. And that big heart led me to develop post-traumatic stress disorder. For anybody who doesn't know, post-traumatic stress disorder is a overrun of the sympathetic nervous system. Basically, I have fight or flight that doesn't turn off. It just doesn't. I had a friend kind of explain it to me one day or try to describe it to me one day so that we could kind of discuss things, how his symptoms were, and I I completely agree with him. It's kind of like an air raid siren in your head that never shuts up. It's always going off. So I developed this. Nightmares, loss of sleep, always tired. Anyone who knows men get grumpy when they don't have sleep. Yeah. And so slowly over time, I grew more grumpy. I slept a lot less, would distract myself with video games to try to not sleep. And it had a negative effect on my marriage, as you would expect. I'm not going to go into blaming myself completely for it. That It takes two people to keep a marriage and it takes two people to break it. But yeah, that was an issue. It was undiagnosed. I thought that nightmares and reliving incidents was just all part of being a firefighter. So I didn't seek help. The normal classic male, eh, I'll get over it someday. That led, like I said, to some issues in my marriage that actually grew much bigger than just my PTSD. And three years ago, she and I had the sit-down talk of, are you happy in our marriage? And at that point, I was blissfully unaware of her unhappiness. And I was very happy with my marriage. Um, But she was not. And as a man who has been married for 23 years and has wrapped his personality up completely in being a husband, being a father, I did everything possible to save my marriage. And six months later, we still had the I want a divorce talk. Luckily, she had a change of heart. We stayed together for an additional two years tried to work it out and then when I went back into therapy to because of the pandemic I stopped therapy I guess I should mention that when I went back into therapy some of the old anxieties and the old grumpiness came out of me mm-hmm. and it was too much for her to support me through and so she Moved on is, I guess, the nicest, safest way to say it. Sure. And that's where, that's the past, I guess, is a good way to say it. That's where really my story of healing picks up Mm -hmm. is I'm alone, doing therapy, really wanting to get healed this time, not just to deal with the symptoms, but to have full control of my life again. Yeah. And I was lonely. And I'm funny thing is that's something that I've 
kind of learned to enjoy. <laughs> I'll explain that to you later, I promise. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it was incredible some of the things I've been through in the last little while. And this last six months has been a roller coaster. So let's start off with the PTSD and how I dealt with that. Because that's kind of important to some men out there. First, let me make sure that everybody's aware my PTSD is completely fire service related. It has kind of a different severity factor to it than a service-related PTSD where you've killed people Mm -hmm. or a more civilian version of PTSD where you have been abused Mm long-term. So what I'm going to bring up may help you in your journey if you're suffering from PTSD, but Go see a, a licensed professional. Don't, don't just listen to me. This is a good starter map, but there may be some more work you may need to do. So the first thing, stigma. Uh, men, if you've got a serious mental issue, like you can't sleep at night or you're having suicidal ideation, i didn't have that luckily, but I know people who have. I've lost brother firefighters to it. Seeking professional help, medical help, is important to your survival. It's not yeah. just a it's not just a eh, thing. It's you need to do this. You need to go see a professional. At the very least, go see a doctor and get on a medication to help control your anxiety. I'm on a fairly high dose of a drug that is out there for it's a this what they call an SSRI. Serotonin blocker. Yes, it's or uh yeah. Reuptake inhibitor. Yeah. Yeah. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Hmm. So um and that does help control the anxiety it doesn't shut the air raid siren down but it does make it more controllable it gives it, the way i explain it to somebody is it gives me a chance a pause to think before i act instead of reacting to stimulus with ptsd it's kind of an important thing because fight or flight right you're either going to attack what's coming at you or you're going to run from what's coming at you and you don't want to do either. And I've, that's something I've definitely learned in my life is you don't want to go straight at the stimulus, the stress stimulus. And, and yes, my fight or flight tends to go towards the fight side. So medication and therapy, I, I can't tell you how much therapy and it's not just go and find a therapist and talk about things. You need to find a therapist that's going to make you work, man. I, I'm sorry. Sitting in the couch and talking is not enough, and it won't be enough. If you seriously want to heal, there are work 
to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist got me doing all kinds of drills and journaling, which I had done, but not done with the right mindset. But yeah, absolutely. You've got to find not just a therapist, but the right therapist, somebody that's going to make you work, somebody that's going to push you, Uh, somebody that brings that inner competitive spirit that most men have out of you. And with that, you will heal and you will heal much faster than if you go a different route. So I'm going to talk about two more very critical pieces of my therapy that I think aren't just helpful PTSD. Um, I think they're very helpful to people in general for anything. <laughs> I think they're just good habits at this point. One is self-esteem building, confidence building, okay. self-love. Um, you can name it whatever you want. But I personally, my practice is that I have a list on my phone a list of, and it started with 10 items that I absolutely love about myself. And I have since added a few, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing. But they're, they're things that every man probably would put on his list, to be honest. I know I'm a good father. I'm an excellent father and I you are a great that. father. And I I love that about myself. I've been a devoted husband for a long-term relationship although I let my own mental health issues impact that relationship. I was devoted to my wife. Just was. I I never spoke anything but good about her. And it's things like that that are on my list. And most men have those. Look at your job. I mean, there are people who don't like their job. Yeah. And maybe don't show up for it. So aren't proud of how they do it. Right. But I absolutely love what I do and I'm good at it. And I'm a mentor and a teacher and I do so many things outside of my job to impact the same community. And so I just have a lot to be proud of. And I, and I always have, but the problem with PTSD is it takes that away from you. You quit thinking about that positive. You quit thinking about, Hey, I've lived a life of service to others. And I really have. And, you know, To have that taken away from your head and not realize, just flat out not realize that about yourself is, it's quite sad, to be honest. Absolutely. So by all means, my recommendation by far would be to do that, to open your notepad, write 10 things. And then once you've written those 10 things, go back and revisit every night until you've got that stuff ingrained in your brain that this is worth loving. And that is absolutely true. The other side of that, um, and as Pranti knows, I'm also a Buddhist, um, mindfulness meditation. I don't, I don't care who you are taking five minutes, 10 minutes to focus on an object or close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. 
and try to maintain that. Now, non-judgmentally try to maintain that. Try. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. The whole point of the exercise is practice and realizing that you're not perfect and you're going to have good days and bad days, but we can get there. And some days it'll be 20 seconds. (laughs) I'm sorry. It just happens. (laughs) You you focus for 20 seconds and then off you're thinking about the future or the past. But the good thing about it is also, if you only have 20 seconds, that's a tool that you can go to in any situation and utilize that just yeah. Just to get, I use it just when I'm overwhelmed or I'm frustrated or I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, mindfulness meditation, just focusing on my breath. And if thoughts come, if I can let them go, you right. know, let them happen and then let them go on their merry way. Yep. Observe your thoughts, but don't let them consume you during your practice. It's so powerful. <laughs> yes, it is. And so I do that morning and night, but again, I'm Buddhist. Yeah. So that's <laughs> kind of part of the practice by all means, even just, like I said, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes at night, just so that you can get into your head. And in some ways, and I'm, I'll pass this on because it's good knowledge is if you find yourself thinking about what happened in the past, that's a feeling you need to let go. That's depression. And if you find yourself thinking about the future, that's anxiety. And you need to let that go. But if you can focus on the breath in the moment, you've truly reached the moment. Then that's where you want to live. I promise. Are there any questions on PTSD? Because after this, I really want to get into the late life divorce. So as far as therapy goes, like there are like, did you find a specific therapist that specializes in PTSD? Like, do you feel like that's where you would be able to find the therapist that digs into the work? Or is that, no, there's still just talk no. therapy for PTSD. Right. So I actually, the first therapist I had was a specialist for that kind of PTSD. Now, mm-hmm. my recommendation is to find one of the big combined therapy groups, someone who has, they have a person for everybody. If that therapist isn't for you, don't be afraid to say next and say, you're not quite getting me there. Let's go to somebody else. Now, do the therapists have, some of the therapists have specific training for dealing with individuals with PTSD. And in fact, the therapist that I ended on Although not used to service related or first responder related PTSD was a specialist for PTSD for women and she's very good, but they do have the training. The The biggest thing is to find somebody who has had the training and that for men specifically, I think you need to find someone who's going to challenge you. I think you need to find that inner competitive drive to succeed. That makes sense. Because if you're going <laughs> to heal it, you have to actually confront it and right. the demons or the, you know, the, the things that, that live with you, you can't just stuff them down and yeah. hope they well, go away. And I will tell you that on my final path, 
I had emotions that were buried that I didn't even realize I had mm. some blaming, some anger that was not really out in the open until like she made me journal in a very specific way. And she picked up on wording that I used and pulled from it. <laughs> that makes so, all the sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have one more thing to talk about on PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'm recommending anybody who has PTSD and is having trouble with therapy. The VA is currently doing a study on what they call a stellate ganglion block. It is a normal pain clinic procedure that they do for neck pain. So it's pretty routine, very low risk, but the VA and overseas especially, they found that this turns the sirens off for a short time while you go through therapy and help you deal with the emotions and and learn how to be happy again. I recommend looking into that, a stellate ganglion block, SGB. And I didn't get it, but I have a friend who did, and he, his his wife says it was night and day different. So, can I just ask, did you not get it because what you're doing is working and you are happy? Yes. Okay, I just that, I just wanted to check. That's that's why I didn't do it. I was actually actively looking into it when I finally heard the air sirens diminish in volume, that's and amazing. so they are still on but they don't bug me anymore i'm not dealing with that side of my life you're not fighting it yeah that's amazing (laughs) so late late divorce in men first off men (laughs) if you want to keep your wife don't listen to what she's telling you to do Listen to what you need to do and listen to me very carefully. If you are having trouble with your wife, the first thing you need to do is look in the mirror and think about what kind of man you are. Are you a man who is out achieving? Are you a man who's a worker? Are you hitting the gym and losing weight? Those things matter even though she says they don't. She cares about the dishes. She does. And you, as a good life partner, should be carrying your half. Should have been this whole time. But what she really wants is a man who's confident. And the only way to get confident is to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am a man. I am masculine. And I look. So that's the biggest advice I can give to anybody uh, as a man, if you're having problems, yes, listen, understand that if you are not doing your share of the home, yeah, she has a right to be mad. Yeah. That's going to be a problem, but taking care of yourself and doing things to feel good about yourself and feeling like a man. Right. Right. And that's, and that's more important in my book. You should be doing your half, but I'll be honest and tell you in that last two years, I was doing a lot more than my half and it wasn't saving anything. Yeah. (laughs) So, so let's go back to that late life divorce. 
the shock um, of being tied up again with a personality, with a, somebody, your whole life is ingrained and enmeshed in that spouse as your mother, as a mother, as a wife. And it's really hard to disentangle what is you from what was the marriage. The best thing you can do. And again, it's just like the PTSD confidence build. Take a deep look at who you are and how you lived your life. And I promise you, there is something about yourself that you can and should love. And go through the list, make the list, look at the list daily. And it's funny that it overlapped because it was the perfect time to start that practice. And it overlapped perfectly. So that even though my wife was gone, my house was empty of that presence, I gained the confidence that, no, I'm. it's not us anymore. It is just me. But I'm of value. I, it, I don't have to just be that. And that's been a healthy part of this. There's that. Um, I won't sit and pound it again too hard, but confidence. The next one's getting the let things be attitude. Men, and I know men love choices. So here's your choice. Go study Buddhism. You don't have to have the faith. Go study it. Or, okay, you're Christian and you're happy with the faith you have. Go study Stoicism. Go learn from the Greeks. Either one is going to teach you how to let things go with you in your life. Just let them go. To understand that sometimes things are impermanent. They, they're going to change. And truthfully, nothing in your life is permanent. Not any relationship, not any item in your house. It could all go away tomorrow. Yeah. And you have to learn how to be okay with that and let it be and move through the chaos, realizing that we can sit and dwell on the loss of something or we can move forward and take that next step. And it's much better to go ahead and take that, even if it's a baby step, that next step forward. So yes, by men, by all means. And, and if you really have the inkling, do both study Buddhism and Stoicism. They both have beautiful advice to, for almost everything. And they correlate in a lot of ways. And the places where one covers the other, you know, it just works. They work really well together. But pick one. Because that one lesson of just how to let things be. Not, not necessarily let them go. Let them be. And you'll be better off in your life. Both of those things have definitely, and I've dabbled, whereas you've delved. Yeah. I've dabbled, but even <laughs> as a woman, I've found just a, a lot of, a lot of peace and a lot of, uh, a lot of direction in the, in the stoicism. And then with the, with Buddhism as well, because it's like, this is exactly what I need because I don't need to fix and I don't need to dwell and I don't need to control. Right. Like everything just is. And it's me that has a problem with it. So how do I just, integrate myself into the world and let the world do what it does. Right. 
the Buddhism, the universal energy stuff is beautiful. And it, and I'll have a story for you at the end of this because that's, I had a very fun and interesting experience last night. And so we'll share that right at the end. The next thing for men, very vital. And a lot of married men let this go. And it's simply the tribe of men. You have to have a couple of buddies in your life (laughs) and you have to go out and spend time with them. I can't tell you how vital that is. It should be every married man should have a, a, a guy's night out once a month, maybe more frequently if they can, even if it's just a motorcycle ride together or a camp trip or a hunting trip. There's something to be said about learning to bond that side. And it's, and it's very trying to think of a good word to say is it's just very important to men to bond and coexist and talk because there are things that we'll tell other men that we won't tell them because we try to protect women and children from some of the crazy and insane stuff we do in our lives. And sometimes you need to hear in bro speak, Hey dude, you're screwing up. You need to do this instead of that. So I, it's hard to, to fathom how I lived my life without a tribe. I I do now have a tribe. I have friends. I go out and do things from time to time. You feel like that's important for your identity as well, just for the separation between between the husband and and the person. Yeah. So I think that it would be if I had been married when I learned this lesson. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I do think there needs to be a separate identity between a husband and wife. And I do think they need time apart and separate girls nights out or, you know, her own little spa resort vacation should absolutely be a thing as well as the motorcycle rides and the, and women seem to do it naturally. You go to the hair salon and it's almost like that's enough for some women. Men don't. And they need to change that somehow. So um I imagine a good barbershop where they'll let you sit and talk and jabber. That would probably be good if you don't have a tribe already. But make a try. And with that advice comes the advice that I've heard a lot of thing a lot of places which is you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most Hmm. make make sure those men you're hanging out with are quality men that they are achieving the goals that you want to be achieving or successful in an area where you want to be successful and make sure you're adding to the group be successful in areas you need to be successful it's amazing how much that probably would help people's lives the next part get to the gym (laughs) yeah i know i'm still a little round nothing that'll fix your confidence faster than increasing your one rep max in a lift a deadlift a bench press as a man that's you hit a goal and you can just keep measuring that goal and keep bumping it up until you have to work a little harder to do that 
it'll change your body shape. It'll change the way women react around you. And, and it changes the way you feel, right? Right. And it's kind of, it's funny that the way you feel will also affect the women around you. So by all means, you should do that. Um, obviously, you don't want to be lonely forever. And it's funny because it's the gym is a two-pronged thing. You do want to do it for yourself. Absolutely. If you don't do it for yourself, your motives are not going to keep you going. But there is a second motive, and that is to be attractive. So definitely do it for both reasons. Because you don't want to be alone. The next one's the power of hobbies. I can't tell you how much I enjoy my hobbies. I'm pretty sure that I would not be happy right now without my hobbies. So, number one, I create malas and rosaries to give out to people. I don't give them, ask for any money. I just give them out. Somebody says, ooh, those are cool. I wish I had one. I just tell them to tell me their favorite color and make a new one and give it to them. It's amazing that what that does in my life. I've had a lot of inter- interesting conversations with people over them. It's also the creative nature. And for beading, there's a little bit of a meditative experience. The counting of the beads, the stringing of them, to look at them. And then I always take the chance to, I mean, I made this, I'm going to meditate with it. So mm-hmm. I'll pull it out and meditate with it try to infuse it with some spiritual energy before I hand it off. I don't do that with the rosaries, but I do it with every ball I'm painting. <laughs> so the power of being alone. I go to a bi-weekly acrylic painting class by myself. Sounds fun. <laughs> it is. It's a ton of fun. I'm horrible. <laughs> well, I won't yeah. say I'm horrible. I'm not very good. I am definitely learning. but. It's funny how at the end of the day, people seem to come over and look at what I painted and it's, and they're always amazed by it because I, I don't follow the rules. (laughs) I always do something unique and creative with it. And I always have a good time. I'm always laughing. The waitress is always laughing at me. It's just, (laughs) it's just a beautiful time I have. And it's, Funny how just one activity by myself, not by myself. I mean, I'm there in a class. There's other people, but I'm not accompanied. I'm not there with the, it's not a date night. Mm -hmm. And the power of being able to get out and just enjoy being myself and being creative and being those things is, it's amazing. It's great. It's wonderful. (laughs) I don't want to tell you. I love it. If you're alone and you're single, go do something like that. Go go learn how to dance. Go learn how to play an instrument and take a class or yoga. Or don't worry about whether or not you've got someone accompanying you or not. Just go do it by yourself. And it, and it doesn't even have to be that hard. You want to go out to dinner and eat? You don't have to have a lady. Just go eat <laughs> and go enjoy the amazing food. Enjoy that experience in the moment and it'll change your life. I promise if you look at it that way. So by all means, power of hobbies, find something to do. Keep yourself busy. Not, and not too busy, just enough. 
So the last one I'm going to talk about is power of positive thinking. So this one has a story and I'm going to cover it for sure. There's all kinds of books written on the power of manifestation, power of understanding that what you want is already out there. You just have to feed the universe the energy to be worthy and receive it. (laughs) It's just amazing how that works with some people. Taking the time to be charitable, like I do with my mollies, like I do with some other things, to do things for no reward. It feeds the universe positive energy. Doing, trying, even just bringing people joy at no cost and not expecting it in return (laughs) (laughs) will add energy to the universe. So here's my story. Part of the reason that I look so tired today. So yesterday I realized that I have one week left on, it's called Zeusk, which is a dating app. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, what am I going to do? I only got one week left. I'm not going to meet anybody. Let's just have some fun. I'm going to turn, because I was going to turn it off. I, it wasn't really, the tools don't justify it. Dating apps are a pain. So it's like, let's, let's have some fun with this. I want to bring joy to people using this app. And anybody who knows me knows I love dad jokes. It's like a major, major part of my life. And so I went and found any cute woman on the site and wrote a dad joke. Mm-hmm. And just, and I had a couple even respond. And of course, I was like, hey, uh, it's last week my subscription. We can talk till it runs out, or, or you can go ahead and disconnect me if I'm not the kind of guy that you really, if you're just here because I'm funny. So, and most of those girls stayed, by the way. None of them have really talked yet, but they they stayed connected. But Power Positive Energy, on a different app, I had a woman contact me, and we spent all night talking. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. So, like I said, unrelated completely different app but same um, energy same universe yeah <laughs> and she's quite a bit of what i'm looking for oh wow. I, haven't, I haven't met her yet um in person but she's quite something over a text and she's very beautiful but yeah I just love that example. I love that story. <laughs> you shifted your energy and you stop, you let go of an outcome and just right. put out happiness and joy. Right. The, the whole purpose of it was happiness and joy. It had, there was no, Hey, I want contact mm-hmm. or I want a, somebody to reach back and say, Hey, I want to meet you. It was just a, let's have some fun. Let's mm. make some people happy. And yeah. <laughs> universe gave back so i love it <laughs> love it i love it so and it's it's not always immediate like that i will tell you that i've seen the slow burn of the universe sometimes it, sometimes the tide comes up fast sometimes it's very slow but it always comes up mm-hmm. <laughs> 
the ebb and flow of life. Yeah. Trick is being okay either way. Then that is. Yep. That's what I try to work on every day. <laughs> and it's not linear. It's not a straight line. No, it's even healing's not a straight line. There are times during the process where you'll feel, oh my gosh, I'm making progress. I feel so healed. And then a week later, or even a day later, you're, you feel lower than you've ever load. And so it's, it's definitely a jagged line. What matters is it's the baby steps forward. It's the, I'm doing the work and I am getting better. And over time you will succeed. You will overcome. And that I have no doubt about in almost any situation anymore. I believe that as long as you're taking a baby step in the right direction, you're doing good. And if the road gets blocked that way, take your baby step in a different direction. As long as you're moving forward. Just don't stop moving. Yeah, just don't stop moving. And one day at a time. And if that's too much, one hour at a time. And if that's too much... Let's revert back to the beginning where we said 20 seconds, five minutes, whatever it is, just to center yourself. Yeah, Because that's a big thing for me is I'm okay right now. Right now, I am a woman sitting in a chair. I'm not in danger. You know, the things that have happened or could happen are not happening. So I am just fine. And I totally identify with what you said, because there are days that I feel so good and I'm so happy that I can't. I can't relate at all to like where I was at the week before. And then there are days where I'm so low, I can't think of any reason to be happy. So. And that's when you get the list out. Yeah. So, yeah. And the things that you shared for men totally apply. Like I do a gratitude list. And when I was working on self-love, I also had to, I had to look at the reasons why I love me, like the things that I actually like about myself. I had to do that because I, really didn't feel a sense of worth unless I was getting it from someone else or someone specific. Yeah. And um I don't I don't tie my self love or my self worth to others' opinions anymore. Yep. And did you hear that guys? That applies to you too. Yes, that applies to women, to men, to <laughs> to single people, to married people. <clears throat> Cause I, I do love the fact that you shared like specifically what to do right like your specific toolkit because it's a good toolkit yeah it is not just a vague (laughs) description what is your morning ritual look like like to start your day so just like (laughs) most guys i wake up i go to the bathroom i come back usually it's a sit down meditate I'm usually about 15 to 20 minutes right now. Um, get up, go make my coffee, um, pet my dog for a little bit, let him out. And, uh, once we're all back in the house, it's it really, I, the phone's off and I'm just focusing on what, what the day should look like. Now, again, what the day should look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> understand that nothing is permanent your plans should not be Mm -hmm. um but having that yeah 
an idea of what you're going to do. And, and then of course, then I get the kids up and then we start that stuff. Um, usually about this time, <laughs> which is after the kids have been dropped off, uh, head up to the gym, work out, come home, shower, get changed, dressed up. Um, men dress up. You could live your life in t-shirt and jeans and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, unless you're planning to go out and get dirty and work hard and get sweaty, take time to collar shirt on. It's amazing how much that one little thing will change. You can still wear your jeans, but throw on a collared shirt, make yourself feel just a little nicer. <laughs> anyway, Get dressed. Um, and that's pretty much my morning from there. And the day does what it does. The day does what it does. <laughs> so thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so open about what you went through because you and I have discussed like there's just not a lot of people talk about men's growth and men's healing and men's experience. But men are going through this every day and they're struggling and suffering in silence. Right. And they are. And there's just not people aren't directing their focus to the, you know, men's experience and men's wellness and men's, you know, hearts and minds and spirit. And yeah. I love that you embody all those things and, you know, we're related. So I have direct access to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be lurking in your Facebook page so that any man who asks questions can get a man's perspective. I don't know about you, but that was really informative. That was a really, really powerful conversation. I don't have a lot of insight into what men go through. And the fact that Tony was willing to come on here and share with us what he experienced and what he's doing about it. Like the 10 things that you love about yourself. I don't know any men that that is part of their vocabulary, but how important is that? That's important for all of us as humans, but especially for men, especially when you're going through something that makes you feel devalued and sense of worthiness is totally skewed. So there was a lot of great information in there. I'm just, I'm so thankful that I was able to hear it and that I'm able to share it with you. If you have any questions, if there's, you know, any, you want to get in touch with, with Tony, feel free to reach out to me at brandykelly234 at gmail.com. And I will ask that you please, please, so that this show can reach the ears that needs to hear it. Please rate, review, follow, subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. Keep telling people, you know, keep sharing this because it matters. It's helping. And, you know, if you're struggling, I just want you to know that you're going to get through this and you're not alone. And I'm so glad you exist. Keep swimming. Reach out. Don't give up. I love you guys. I will talk to you next week.